You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus ascended from the dead and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Discover more of this truth in week 7 of the Apostles' Creed. Ito na po yung ikapito at pinakalas na discussion natin ng Apostles' Creed. May natutunan ba kayo? Sigurado kayo? Kasi alam muna nyo, highly theological actually itong Apostles' Creed, kaya the preparation is quite extensive. But our obligation is to deliver it in such a way that you can easily understand it and you can easily learn it and of course apply. And so, tutuloy po natin ito, ito yung ating ika-seventh week. And this is really so interesting. It's because bihira ho natin matapik yung topic na ito o yung uh, title na to sa atin pong mga pagtitipon it, because it has something to do with the Lord's second coming. It is the ascension, second coming, and judgment. Actually ho, sa totoo lang, tatlong linggo dapat ito eh. Ascension, second coming, and judgment. Pero dahil sa matatalino kayo. You have the spirit of quick understanding. Kaya pag-iisay na lamang, isang linggo na lamang yan, tatlong linggo. Okay, kaya ihanda po ninyo ang inyong sarili. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, humanda ka. Ayan, okay. Part of our Apostles' Creed is that, sabi ron, He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, He will come to judge the living and the dead. We know for a fact that the Apostles' Creed is a summary of the Christian doctrine. Kaya ho, kahit iba't ibang denomination, Naniniwala dito sa Apostles' Creed, pinagkasundoan nila ito. Bagamat when it comes to second coming, may iba't ibang pananaw. Kailan ba ang rapture? Before the tribulation, in the middle, or after the tribulation. Hindi sila magkaisa doon, may iba-iba pang pananaw. Pero nagkaisa sila sa isang bagay na si Jesus ay muling babalik. Kaya ho, ito yung pinakasummary ng Christian doctrine na sinasampalatayanan din ng iba't ibang bahagi na denomination in the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, before I jump in into my topic right away, let me just give you a simple illustration by showing you these pictures. Okay? Siguro naman familiar tayo sa Believed Prison. Okay? Nakatira tayo dito kayo sa Mantinlupa. Okay? Alam niyo niya na yung mga nahatulan ng hukom na nag-violate sa batas ng atin pong bayan, ay inilalagay po sa P.E. Tangyan. Okay? Hindi ko sinasabi, and I don't like to judge people who are there right now, because I believe marami dyan, eh, hindi rin nagkasala. Marami na pagbintangan, na set up, or for whatever reason. Hindi sila guilty. But in a general perception, generally, yung mga nagkasala sa batas natin, ay dyan inilalagay. Amen? As part of their punishment, o sabi nating sintensya. At yan po ay minahatulan sa pamagitan ng ating batas ng mga hukom. Okay? Now, kung meron pong ganyan na pagpapanish sa mga nagkasala, ay meron din naman pong pagbibigay ng mga parangal sa mga deserving. Okay? Marami ho tayong iba't ibang klase. Ito isang sample lang. Yang ba yung Oscars Award? Hindi ho ako galing dyan. <laughs> okay? Muntik lang sa panaginip, okay? At sa atin naman mga Pilipino, meron tayong tinatawag na Metro Manila Film Festival. Oh, may highlight pa, no? Ah, verde niya kasi, eh. oh, kapatid natin yan eh. Ito po ay hinahatulan din ng mga hukom. Tinatawag na mga Board of Judges. At napag nahatulan sila dahil sa magaling nilang pag-arte o magaling nilang pag-direct o magaling na paggawa ng pelikula, sila rin naman ay binibigyan ng parangal. Ang larawang yan ay nagsasalarawan lamang ng mga bagay na magaganap sa pagdating ng ating Panginoon. Because there will be judgment of both the believers and the unbelievers. The believers would experience the rewarding ceremony. All of them would, would certainly go to heaven, but there will be rewarding based on what they have done. On the other hand, bibigyan din ng paghatol yung mga hindi na nampalataya. Those who rejected Jesus Christ, the source of our salvation, and of course, we know where they will go. So ganyan po ang gagawin nating pagtalakay at lahat pa ng mga bagay na magaganap connected to the second coming of our Lord Jesus. Kaya inaanayahan ko po kayo, tumayo tayong lahat. Basahin mo muna na muli natin yung atin pong Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Sa oras na ito, basahin naman po natin yung ating teksto dito po sa my Acts chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. Sabay-sabay din po tayo. 1, 2, And when he had said this things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up. And a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment that we can study your word once again. We ask you, Father God, to send your Holy Spirit to each one of us so we can have a clear grasp of what's about to happen and the second coming of Christ. Enable us to apply this in our lives, everything that we will learn, Lord God, in this discussion. Salamat po, Panginoon. Pinupuri ka namin, pinasasalamatan. Salamat po sa iyong kabutihan sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Now, nasabi po natin sa mga nakalipas na ang resurrection ng Panginoon ay napakalaga dahil ito ay lalo pang nagpapatibay o nagbibigay ng saysay sa kamatayan ni Jesus. Dahil si Jesus ay namatay, nagtigis ng kanyang dugo, nagbigay ito ng pagkakataon na malinis ang ating kasalanan. Naging ganap ito dahil si Jesus ay nabuhay na muli. But let me tell you this, isa pong bagay na napakalaga na dapat nating malaman ay yun pong pag-ascend ni Jesus sa kalangitan. And that is my first point. He ascended on the right hand of the Father. Sa kanya pong pagbabalik doon, lalo nitong binigyan ng kabuluhan ang lahat ng ginawa ni Jesus doon sa krus, yung kanyang pagkamatay at pagkabuhay na muli. Bakit? Dito yung tinatawag na the Lord's glorification. Okay? Siya ay bumalik sa kalangitan. Okay? He ascended back to God. Now, sabi rin sa verse 9 nating binasa kanila, He was lifted up. Siya po ay itinaas. Nakita to ng lahat ng kanyang mga disciples na si Jesus ay nagbalik papunta ng kalangitan. Now, nasubukan na ho ba ninyo na kayo ay mayroong mahal sa buhay na ihinihatid nyo ng airport dahil pupunta ng ibang bansa? Tas ang kamay na nakaranas na. Ano ho ang inyong pakiramdam nung sila ihinihatid nyo na sa airport? Malungkot. Normal ho yun. Ha? Ako yung anak ko nung pumunta ng Singapore, hinatid namin mag-asawa madaling araw, kasama na yung drama doon. Siyempre, anak, alis ka na. Mamimiss ka namin. Bagamat may FaceTime, may Facebook, may Viber, may internet, marami na ngayong pamamaraan para makakontak mo. But certainly, iba pa rin yung physical presence. Tama ho ba? So, yung tendency mo, malulungkot ka. Okay? Ito ho ang pakiramdam ng mga disciples during that time na si Jesus ay umalis na at babalik na sa kalangitan. Remember this, for three and a half years, Christ was with them, ministering not just only to them, but to so many people. They saw Him, did a lot of miracles. Marami si Jesus na pinagaling. Mga may sakit, instantly pinagaling ni Jesus. Mga namatay na muling binuhay ng Panginoon. Nakita nila before their very eyes kung paano yung isang storm ay pinahinto ng Panginoon sa pamagitan lamang ng kanyang salita. Sa pamagitan ng isang simpleng palalangin, libo-libong mga tao ang nakakain sa pamagitan lamang ng dalawang pirasong isda at limang pirasong tinapay. Sa madaling salita, iba't iba at napakaraming klase ng himala ang nakita nilang ginagawa ni Jesus. Kaya naman, they were really so confident having Jesus with them. Amen? At Of course, in their hearts, they refused to let Jesus Christ go. Kaya nung si Jesus ay umalis na, maaaring sa kanilang kaisipan, it's a loss of Christ's leadership in them. Papaano na kami, Panginoon? Iiwan mo kami. But you know what? Without them realizing it, that it was actually to their advantage that Christ would go away. 
Why? Because the Holy Spirit would not come and the Holy Spirit is their helper, their comforter, and Christ, kapag hindi siya umalis, the Holy Spirit would not come. That's why it was to their advantage that Christ would go back to heaven. Not only that, it's because Christ would go back and would sit at the right hand of the Father. So that settles everything. Kapag ang isang tao nagtatrabaho, ayaw umupo dahil hindi pa tapos yung kanyang trabaho. Tama ho ba? Pero pagka yan ay nagsimula na ang sabihin, tapos na. Yun po yung nangyari si Jesus ay umupo sa kanang kamay ng Diyos. Now, kaya napakahalaga nung asensyo na maintindihan natin dahil ito ay hindi lamang isang bahagi ng kasaysayan mapasok sa ating isipan at matandaan natin. Hindi lang ito isang informasyon ng isang kaganapan. Ito ay may direktang impact sa bawat isa sa atin. Maring magtatanong ko, ano yung impact na yun? Kaya yun po yung ating pag-aaralan. Now, so una sa the ascension is the final proof of his completed sacrificial work. He went back to the Father and said, Mission accomplished. It is done. Makikita natin sa Matthew 26 verse 63 up to 64. But Jesus remained silent. This was during the persecution of Christ. As the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so, but I tell you from now on you will see the Son of Man and coming on the clouds of heaven. So Christ himself, when he was still here on earth, he already prophesied this, okay, before those people who are actually persecuting him, that he would sit at the right hand of God. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 to 21 said this, and his incomparably great power, say great power, for us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Now, pakinggan nyo itong verse 21. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. Kinakailangan maintindihan natin na importanteng ascension Dahil si Jesus ay uupo sa kanang kamay ng Diyos. So ang ibig sabihin, mayroong direct impact yun sa bawat isa sa atin. Bangamat ang alam natin, ito isang bahagi lang ng kasaysayan. Pero kung maintindihan natin, makikita natin kung ano ang posisyon natin sa harapan ng Diyos. Now, let me establish this. Sa atin, alam natin ang ibig sabihin ng kanang kamay. Siya ay aking kanang kamay. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Ibig sabihin, pag sabihin, siya ang aking kanang kamay, ibig sabihin, hindi siya ang kaliwa. <laughs> okay? Ibig sabihin, si Joseph the Dreamer, alam nyo, siya ay kanang kamay ng parao. Anong ibig sabihin? The most trusted. Ang ibig sabihin, yung kapangyariang meron ako, as the highest in the land, highest position of the land, ay ibinabahagi ko rin sa kanya. Ang boses niya ay boses ko, yung authority niya ay authority ko. Pag siya inutusan ko, mayroong kapangyarihan yun. But this word, seated at the right hand or at his right hand, is not literal, but this is spiritual or figurative. Adyan po ba kayo? Ilan ang trono sa langit? Ha? Isa, sigurado kayo? Ay, pastor, isa sa kanan, at isa sa kaliwa. Okay? That's why I'm saying, yung sinasabi ng seated at the right hand of God, okay, yan po ay figurative. Dahil sa panahong yung ito ay binanggit, kahit naman na bagay sa panahon natin, naiintindihan ng tao kung nagsabihin ng siya ang aking kanang kamay. Okay? So, into that context, ginamit ng Diyos yun para maintindihan natin yung ibig sabihin. Now, remember this, Christ is our representative to God. Amen. And Christ is God's representative to us. Yung upo ang ino-occupy ni Jesus ay sumisimbolo ay tagpapakita ng posisyon na atin ding ino-occupy dahil si Jesus ang representative natin doon. Amen. So pagka sinabing Jesus is seated at the right hand of God as if tayo yung nakaupo doon. Why? Because Christ is our representative to God. In short, that is our position before the sight of God because of Christ's completed work. That's why we say He sat down because He already won. 
He has the victory. And His victory is our victory. So when we say that Christ is seated at the right hand of God, tayo yun also, we are seated together with Him. Are you there? At ano ang kapangyarihan taglay-taglay nun, binasa natin a while ago. Para maintindihan nyo pa ng lubos, dito sa may Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, ito. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us, once again, with Him. Say, with Him. Kasama niya. So, nung umupo si Kristo, bagamat tayo naririto, pero tayo pala ay kasamang naupo niya because si Jesus yung ating representative. Amen. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That is why the name of Jesus is the most powerful name that we can use when we call to God in heaven. Kung si Jesus yung nasa kanang kamay, and that is the opposition that we have with Him, Jesus has direct access to God. Therefore, it's another way of saying we also have direct access to God in Jesus' name. Kaya pag nagpipray tayo, hindi pwedeng magpray ka na hindi mo gagamitin yung in Jesus' name because sa pamagitan ng pangalan na yon, tayo ay nagkakaroon ng access sa Diyos. Amen. Ano pa ang ibig sabihin nung si Jesus ay umupo sa kanang kamay ng Diyos? Now, pakinggan kayo mabuti. Yung pag sinasabing si Jesus ay high priest, sabi nyo high priest. Pag sinabing great intercessor, sabi nyo great intercessor. Okay? At pagka sinabing siya yung mediator, siya yung mediator. Iisa lang ho ang ibig sabihin nun. Na-accomplish ba ni Jesus yung kanyang pagiging mediator? Yes. There is only one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And it was a finished work. It was a past event, but the effect is continuing and perpetual. Hindi siya araw-araw o taon-taon na namamatay sa krus para maging mediator. The intercessory work was finished. The effect is continuing. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Let me show you. Kaya sinasabi ng Bible, He is interceding for us at as if it is ongoing. Okay? Because somehow, yung epekto nun continuing. Parang sinabing, tayo ay ligtas na. Ay, pero ba't pa tayo nag-evangelize kung tayo ay ligtas na? Because we are enforcing Christ's victory and the cross over the lives of other people. Pag dumalang, yan ba? Lord, Father, heal me. Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, would give an approval. He says, yung sakit niya ay kasama sa binayaran ko sa krus. And His prayer is yes in my name. Yung role ni Jesus, yung intercessory work, yung mediatory work, yung work as a priest has been accomplished. But the effect is perpetual. Anong direct impact noon sa atin? Basahin natin sa John 16 verse 23. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Sabi na, in that day, ano yung day na yun? Yun yung panahon na ma-accomplish ni Christ yung kanyang work at bahagi ron nung siya umupo na sa kanang kamay ng Diyos. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Wala na kayong hihingin sa akin. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father, meaning directly, you can direct to the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So, ibig sabihin, this gives us so much encouragement to address our prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. Why? Because anything we ask in the name of Jesus, according to the will of God, it's always yes in God. Because lahat ng hihingin natin that's according to the will of God has been paid for by Christ on the cross. God the Father would always look at the finished work of Christ Kung humingi ka ng kapatawaran, patatawarin ka ng Diyos dahil yung kasalanan ay kasama sa binayaran ni Jesus sa krus. Kung ikaw ay may pangangailangan, alam ng Diyos na ang kahirapan ay bahagi ng binayaran ni Jesus sa krus. So you are availing the blessings of God by faith in the name of Jesus and God will give it to you because God would always look at the finished work of Christ. Amen. Hindi pa kayo natutuwa doon? Amen. That gives us so much encouragement as well to pray for our loved ones. Remember this, Christ is the only great intercessor. 
we as believers, we are enforcing the intercessory ministry of Christ in the lives of other people. We are Christ representative. We are Christ ambassadors. We have to enforce that intercessory ministry in such a way that when we pray for other people, we ourselves somehow is becoming an instrument of God to be the bridge to connect them with God because that's precisely the ministry of Jesus. Jesus is the mediator between God and man. We are the extensions of Christ. Therefore, our duty is to pray for people so we can connect them with God. Gets you na po ba? That's the role of the ambassador. And each one of us is an ambassador of God. Tingnan mo yung katabi yung sabi mo, ikaw ay ambassador ni Lord. Hindi man halata. Alright. Therefore, Christ's ascension is the confirmation of His finished work. Second, it gave us the authority to be the enforcers of His intercessory ministry. So the position that Christ occupies at the right hand of the Father is the position that we also hold because we are seated together with Him. Amen. Now, may pangako ang Panginoon na siya ay babalik muli. And this is my second point. He is coming back. Naniniwala ho ba kayo ron? Sinabi roon sa Acts chapter 1, especially in verse 11, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw Him go into heaven. Paano ba si Jesus nagpunta sa heaven? Umangat po siya. Okay? Umangat siya. Siya po ay nag-ascend doon sa kalangitan. At sa ganung paraan din daw, muling babalik ang Panginoon. Katunayan dito sa Daniel 7, iprinapisay na, this is my verse 13 and 14, sabi, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory in a kingdom in, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Daniel palamang huyan, Old Testament, pinaprophesy na about the coming of the Son of Man. Okay? Ito'y directly tumutukoy doon sa pagbabalik ng Panginoon. So ang ibig sabihin, everything from the beginning has been ordained by God. And he who promised is faithful. Amen. Binigyan niya ng kaganapan yung prophecy doon sa Genesis 3.15 okay, na isisilang ang binhi ng babae at dudurugin ang ulo ng serpiente. Tinupad ng Diyos yun. Ibig sabihin, manifestation yun, how faithful God is in His promises. Amen. Now, the promise again is He will come back. He will return. Naniniwala ba kayo that God is also faithful to fulfill His promise? Sa panahong ito, marami na naman tayong naririnig ng mga nangangako pangako dito, pangako doon, iba't ibang klase ng pangako, at as if kung mangako sila, para silang Diyos nagaganapin nila. You know what? Ito, huhulaan ko kahit hindi ako manguhula. Kahit masama ang maging manguhula. Marami rin sa mga pangako ay hindi mangyayari. Why? Kung ito ipinangako base sa kalakasan ng tao, imbis sa biyaya ng Diyos. This world would always be imperfect because God is sending us the message that the perfect kingdom is about to come. Kasi kung perfect na ito, hindi na kinakailangan siyang bumalik eh. Adyan po kayo. But we know that Jesus Christ will come back again. Pero sa kanyang pagbabalik, iba ang itsura na makikita natin. Malaking kaibahan yung kanyang first coming at saka yung kanyang second coming. Nung unang pagdating niya, secret pang nangyari. A humble birth, isiniling siya sa isang manger. Walang halos nakakalam maliban kay Jose at kay Maria at sa mga sa ilang mga hayop na nando doon sa pasabsaban. Okay? Pero sa kanyang muling pagbabalik, siya ay makikita ng lahat as a glorious king. The fact is, every knee should bow. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Why? Because lahat ng nasa langit, lahat ng nasa lupa, at nasa ilalim ng lupa, wala silang magagawa kundi makita ang kalwalatiyan ni Jesus and they could not withstand, they would not be able to withstand the glory of Jesus that the only option they have is really to bow down. Amen. 
So ngayon pa lang, magsanay-sanay na tayong ibigyan ng pagbigay galang ang pangalan ni Jesus because yun yung pangalang kikilalanin sa buong mundo, sa buong langit, sa, at sa ilalim ng lupa. Lahat ay luluhod sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give Him praise. Even those who are mocking Him, even those who are atheists, na hindi naniniwala sa Diyos, pag nakita nila si sasabi ng mga atheists, Oh, Diyos ko! Ito na ba yan? Mga atheists? Nung gumiba yung 9-11, sabi na, Oh, Diyos ko! Kala ko, hindi sila naniniwala sa Diyos. On His first coming, He was arrested by Roman soldiers. On His second coming, He'll come with armies of heaven to punish the wicked. In His first coming, He was a suffering servant. He was tortured to death. But on His second coming, He would present Himself as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And He would literally reign together with the believers. Una kasi magkakaroon ng rapture. Mapapalitan yung ating katawan ng glorified body and we are going to reign with Christ initially for 1,000 years. And Jesus would literally be the president of all presidents. He will rule this entire earth. And He would, yun tinatawag na total redemption. Why total redemption? Dahil alam lang natin is the redemption of men. Pero actually, i-redeem ni Lord yung buong mundong ito na nasira dahil sa kasalanan. And God would show us what this earth could have been if Adam and Eve did not sin. Ano ba ang itsura ng mundo kung si Eva at si Adan ay hindi sana nagkasala? Ganito yung itsura. And far more glory dahil yung restoration na gagawin ng Panginoon ay mas dakila kaysa sa kalagayan ng mundong ito. Amen? That should really make us excited even more. Kung nagpupunta ka ng Boracay, nagpupunta ka ng Punta Puego, kung nagpupunta ka ng Baguio, nagpupunta ka sa magagandang lugar, you are already being amazed. Nothing compares when Christ comes because everything would be made perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. On His first coming, He was judged to die by the living. But on His second coming, He will come to be the judge of the living and the dead. In His first coming, He died. But on His second coming, He is going to prove to us that He lives forevermore. On His first coming, He served. He became the servant of all. But on His second coming, He will reign without end. Amen. Come on. Misan meron tayong mga pagka-praise worship natin, meron tayong mga kinakanta na misan hindi natin naintindihan pero kinakanta natin, hindi ba? Pero kung titignan yung theological aspect ng kanta na yun, mayroong itinuturo sa atin. Halimbawa, yung kantang, The kingdom of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord forever and ever. Alam nyo yun? <laughs> Siguro, this is the day pa rin ang alam ninyong kanta. Yeah, ako ako pag kinakanta ka yun. Dahil naiintindihan ko yung kinakanta ko. Because I know I may be in an imperfect world today. But I know there is a coming kingdom to be ruled by the Son of the living God. Amen. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord forever and ever. Amen. Ang sarap mong kantayin. Kantayin, kaya dapat pag-aralan nyo. Kasi baka hindi kayo makakanta pag nating ng panahon na yun. Now, sabi ng Matthew 25, verse 31 to 34, When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Now, tatanaw ko sa inyo, tingin kayong mabuti sa akin. Huwag lang masamang tingin. Kahit na may konting pagtingin. <laughs> Sino sa inyo ang mga tupa ng Diyos? Taas ang kamay. Sige, taas. Kung naniniwala lang kayo, ha? Anis. O ngayon, ibig sabihin kayo yung tupa. Yung hindi nagtaas sila yung goats. Kasi ang sabi rito, sa pagdating ng pain, isi-separate niya yung mga tupa at saka yung mga goats. Now, sabi rin verse 33, And he will place the sheep on his right, sa kanan, but the goats on the left. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Mayroong paghatol doon sa mga tupa ng Diyos, doon sa mga mana ng palataya, at mayroon ding sariling paghatol doon naman sa mga hindi mana ng palataya. Dalawa ang judgment. Now, ang sabi ron, sa mga nasa kanan, 
Then the king said to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Wow! Ang palad ng mga nagtaas kanina ng kamay. So verse 41, ito naman ang sabi, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Tanong ko kayong muli, sino ang gusto sa kanan? <laughs> parang, ayaw, parang wala kayong boldness na magtaas. Parang, kasi pastor, di pa ako sigurado eh. <laughs> ah, pwede ba pastor, wag muna dumating si Jesus, di pa ako nakapakasawa eh. This should actually excite us than to put us down. Dahil kung kayo, may blessing kayo, rito at natutuwa na kayo, patikim lang huya ng Panginoon. It's just a foretaste of what's about to come. Therefore, the second coming is the ultimate hope of every believer. Pwede tayong mag-hope na sana umunlad ang bansa natin, sana mailagay na tamang presidente, lahat puro sana, kasi wala tayong kasiguruhan. Yung Facebook ko na nga, punong-puno na ng pagbibigay ng pag-asa sa mga kandidato. Eh, Pastor, ito na ang pag-asa ng ating bayan. Isinilang na. Papatay niyang lahat ang adik. Papatay niya ang drug pusher. Papatay niya ang kurap. Papatay niya ang mag-jaywalking. Papatay niya lahat. Ito na ang pag-asa ng bayan. Asarap mong pakinggan, hindi ba? With or with due process? <laughs> Baka magkamali na naman ho tayo na ilagay natin yung tiwala natin sa tao. Kung may pagbunito man ho kayong kandidato, panalangin nyo na lang. Huwag nyo ipagladladan sa ang pag-asa ng bayan. Dahil walang sino mang taong nabubuhay ang pwedeng maging pag-asa ng bayan. Dahil si Jesus lang ang pag-asa ng bayan. Amen. Eh, masakit nun, mga Kristiyano pa yun, nagsasabi nun. Siya na ang pag-asa ng bayan. Now, ang ating pag-asa, ultimately, ay na kay Jesus. Dito man sa lupa, marami naman tayong frustration, but we have our ultimate hope in Christ, and we know, magkakaroon ng transformation ng lahat ng bagay sa pagbabalik ng Panginoon. Amen. He would literally be our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hindi lamang ho siya magiging hari ng mga rit Panginoon, ang mga Panginoon siya po rin ang mag, magiging dakilang hukom. He will judge both the living and the dead. Sabi na 2 Timothy 4.1, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Now, mayroon pong judgment na mangyayari. Ang sabi ng Revelations 22 verse 12, ito yung tinatawag na judgment for the righteous. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to everyone according to what he has done. Sabi nyo, reward. So merong tinatawag na rewarding ceremony. Okay? Ito yung tinatawag na rewarding ng mga righteous. All of them na nasa kanan will certainly go to heaven. Pero iba pa yung may bigyan sila ng award o ng reward. Parang graduation. Lahat graduate, pero hindi lahat sumakumlaude, magnakumlaude. Naintindihan po ninyo. Now, pakiralan po natin, ano ba yung crown sa inihahanda ng Diyos sa mga righteous? May tinatawag tayong crown of life sa James 1.12. Pumasi, makikita yun. Sabi, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. So, ito yung mga taong nagtiis. Kahit na sila ay may pagsubok, hindi sila bumitiw sa Diyos. Dahil minsan maraming mga Kristiyano, pagka marami lang blessing, Kristiyano sila. Pero pagka may problema, bumibitiw na kay Lord. Pero yung mga hindi bumitiw sa kabila ng mga pagsubok at problema sa buhay na natiling matapat sa Diyos, they will receive the crown of life. Iba pa yan sa eternal life na tinanggap natin sa Diyos. Crown of glory, 1 Peter 5.4 and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Ito po yung mga taong nag-alaga ng mga kaluluwa. 
Ang ibig sabihin, maaaring ito yung mga pastor o mga small group leader na nag-alaga, nagpalago ng mga tupa. Kaya ang binabanggit dyan is chief shepherd because yung mga nag-aalaga ng tupa, sila yung mga under-shepherd ng Panginoon. Now, the third is the crown of joy. 1 Thessalonians 2.19 For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when He comes? Is it not you? Ito ang in other words dito, yung soul winner's crown. Ito yung mga nagdadala ng mga naliligaw na kaluluwa sa Diyos. At sila ay inihahandog nila sa Panginoon, ini-evangelize nila, pinapatanggap nila sa Panginoon. Because what is the joy of God? The joy of God is to see one sinner repenting before God. At kung ganun din yung kagalakan natin, kaya ka nagwi-win ng soul, and therefore, that crown will be given to you. Meron po tinatawag na crown of righteousness aside pa yan sa righteousness na tinanggap natin as believers because in Christ we were made righteous. Ano po yung crown of righteousness? 2 Timothy 4.8 Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day and not only to me but also to all who have loved His appearing. Yes, we received righteousness through Christ Jesus. Pero ito pong binabanggit dito is yung who faithfully walk in righteousness, in the path of righteousness, even if the circumstances are not favorable. Kahit may persecution, kahit ikulong ka, kahit nauusig ka, still you decide to walk in the path of righteousness. They will receive the crown of righteousness. Amen. Next is the incorruptible crown. So 1 Corinthians 9.25 And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Ito yung mga taong mayroong tunay na disiplina sa kanilang spiritual walk with God. Those who practice their spiritual discipline and those who discipline themselves for them to continuously serve the Lord with all of their heart. Now, ito po yung victor's crown. Ewan ko po kung gusto nyo ito. Gusto ba ninyo yung Victor's Crown? Tasa kamay ng may gusto ng Victor's Crown. Yung may gusto lang. Okay. Ito po ang other words dito is Martyr's Crown. Ito po yung mga taong tinorture na pagutan ng ulo, pinalagay sa ilalim ng mantika at pinakuluan, at namatay sila dahil sa kanilang pananampalataya. Sino yung gusto ng Victor's Crown? 2 Timothy 2.5 Similarly, everyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. Ito po yung mga martyr. Sabihin ng martyr, hindi po yung asawang iniwan ng kanyang husband. Martyr din ang tawag doon. Pero iba po ito. Ito po yung mga taong namatay, inusig, pero hindi sila nag-deviate sa standard ng Diyos. They went through that process at nagtagumpay ang kanilang pananampalataya dahil hindi sila naigupo ng kaaway sa mga matinding pagsubok. Nagtagumpay sila. They endured until the end. Napakaganda pong bigyay ng corona yan. Tang prayer ko, alam nyo, gusto ko magkaroon din kayo ng corona yan. <laughs> sa bagay, hindi naman hu alam natin kung anong sitwasyon ang dadaanan natin sa buhay na ito. Ay kung dumaan nga tayo sa ganyang pagsubok, Di ba mas maganda na yung tayo ay manatiling matapat sa Panginoon? Amen? Okay. Now, let's go to the judgment of the wicked. Sabi ng Revelations 20 verses 11 to 12. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. From his presence, earth and sky fled away and no place was found for them. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. Verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead from where in them, and they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. The death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the? Say it again. The lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Fire. So kung doon nasa kanan, nagkakaroon ng awarding ceremony, dito naman ay nagkakaroon ng judgment. Death in Hades, iba pa pala yun. Iba pa yung lake of fire. 
So lahat ng isang tao, sabi po ng Bible, Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed to all men to die once, immediately the judgment. So kung believer ka, mananampalataya ka ng Panginoon, namatay ka, punta ka ng langit. Gets nyo? Pag ikaw, hindi ka mananampalataya at nireject mo si Christ, pag namatay ka, punta ka ng impyerno. Hindi na kinakailangan purgahin. Impyerno agad. Okay? Ano, pag nasa impyerno, kasi ho, pag namatay ka, hindi na abel ang bulang kumbantrin. <laughs> so, hindi na kailangan purgahin. So, death in Hades, ang sabi, iba, inapunta ka ng impyerno, at pagdating pa ng Panginoong Yesus, yung death in Hades will be thrown into the lake of fire. Kaya ang sabi ron, this is the second death. My hope, this is not true. Sana lang, hindi totoo ito. Kasi baka may makita akong kakilala ko dun eh. Mahirap na. Sana nga, figurative lang ito. Pero when Christ made an illustration of heaven and hell, He used personal names of Abraham, Lazarus, and the rich man. Na si Lazarus, sa kabila ng kanyang kahirapan, naging matapat sa Diyos, He was there in Abraham's bosom that represents the kingdom of God, that represents heaven. At yung mayamang lalaki na roon sa impyerno, dahil sa kabila ng siya'y mayaman, walang siyang naging panahon sa Diyos. That is the premise. Mas lalo niyang, mas binigyan niya ng pagpapahalaga pa yung kanyang kayamanan kaysa sa pagbibigay ng panahon sa Diyos. Kaya nung siya'y namatay, napunta siya sa impyerno. At kahit anong gawin niyang pagmamakaawa, ang sabi ni Abraham, Lahat ng nargyan sa impero hindi pwedeng pumunta rito at lahat ng narito ay hindi pwedeng pumarihan. Sa katunayan, mga kapatid, yung ultimate, yung second death, lake of fire, inihanda ng Diyos yan kay Satanas at sa kanyang mga demonyo. Subalit, maraming nalinlang si Satanas na nadala niya at kaya pati sila madadamay sa lake of fire. Revelations 19.20 says, And the beast, ito yung si Satanas, was captured and with it the false prophet who in its presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. Yoon ang eternal destiny ni Satanas at ng mga demonyo. Hindi kalooban ng Diyos na ang tao ay napupunta doon, subalit Walang magawa kundi mapunta sila doon because that's their choice. If you receive Christ, you will have eternal life. But if you reject Him, you will certainly go to that place. Alam nyo kung ano talaga ang inihahanda ng Diyos para sa atin? Narito po sa may Revelations 21 verses 1 to 5. Pakinggan natin mabuti. Ha? Basahin natin. Then I saw a new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them as their God. And this is what I would like to highlight. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And verse 5, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what God is preparing for every one of us. That's the reason why Christ died on the cross. Why He sacrificed Himself and shed His precious blood for each one of us. Because Christ was looking forward for something greater and better for each and every one of us. And He is preparing this for all. The question now is, have you availed of the salvation of God? I don't know what you are going through right now, pero hindi po dahilan yun para hindi natin tanggapin ang Panginoon. I don't know the pain that you are experiencing. 
I don't know the financial difficulty that you are in right now. I don't know whether you have marital problems or relational problems. I don't know your struggles. I don't know your weaknesses. I don't know what's going on with your life. But one thing for sure, there's one thing that I know, that Jesus would make all things beautiful in His time. He's going to wipe away your tears. He's going to remove all the pain, all the discomfort. Because there is His coming kingdom to be ruled by the Son of the living God. He is preparing all these good things for every one of us. Ang tanong po ngayon, have you availed of the salvation that God is offering to you right now? Christ is the Alpha and Omega. He is the Alpha and Omega of life that gives meaning to our existence here on earth. Si Jesus ang saysay ng buhay. Siya ang pasimula. Siya ang katapusan. Lahat ng bagay na ginagawa natin ay magkakaroon lamang ng kabuluhan kung kilala natin si Jesus. As our head bow down, eyes close, gusto ko pong magmuni-muni tayong lahat. How is your life before God? Papaano mo ikinapamumuhay ang buhay mo ngayon sa harapan ng Diyos? Let us be true to ourselves and let us true before God. Dahil kung hindi tayo magiging totoo sa Diyos, gamat, gayong alam na niya ang lahat ng bagay, hindi rin tayo magiging totoo sa ibang, sa ibang tao. I'm going to give you the opportunity to pray. And I would like you to pray to God. Lay down your weaknesses. Lay down your struggles. Lay down the way you live today. At anuman ang problema, hayaan mong linisin ka ng Panginoon. Hayaan mong patawarin ka na. He is faithful, so faithful and just to forgive us from all of our sins. Lord, listen to the prayers of your people. Patawarin mo po kami, Panginoon. Ano man ang mga kasalanan nakikita mo sa buhay namin, cleanse us, Lord. Kapatid ang Panginoon na nasa iyong tabi sa oras na ito at naririnig niya ang bagay na dinadalangin mo sa Kanya. At ang Diyos na ito ay nag-o-offer sa iyo ng kaligtasan kung alam mo sa puso mo, hindi ka paligtas, hindi mo pa naialay ang nag-iisang buhay mo sa Panginoon ng totohanan. At ngayong oras na ito, ang gusto mo ay isuko ang lahat-lahat kay Kristo. At maranasan mo ang kanyang pag-ibig at buhay na walang hanggan. Kapatid, ito ang pagkakataon. Huwag mo nang palagpasin ang oras na ito. Kung ngayon nangungusap sa iyo ang Panginoon, samantalahin mo ang pagkakataong itong lumapit sa Kanya. Dahil ngayon ang araw ng kaligtasan. Kaya't sa inyo po na narito, kung handa ninyong tanggapin ang Panginoon sa inyong puso, at isuko ang lahat-lahat sa inyo at magkaroon kayo ng kaligtasan at buhay na walang hanggan, sasamahan ko po kayong malalangin. San mang kayo nakaupo, pwede hubang itaas lamang ninyo ang inyong kamay and do it with boldness. Wherever you are seated, don't mind the person beside you. Just lift up your hands. Yes, thank you for those hands. Nakita kayo ng Panginoon. Salamat sa mga kamay na yun. Just, just keep on lifting up your hands if you are that person. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that hand. This is the time of salvation. Huwag niyong palagpasin ang araw na ito. Hindi natin hawak ang bukas. Hindi natin hawak ang ating buhay. Meron lamang tayong isang buhay na lilipas, mga kapatid. Ibigay mo na sa Panginoon yan. Don't struggle anymore. Just give it up. 
for the last time, lahat ng nais mag-alay ng buhay sa Painon, taas po ninyo ang inyong kamay ng buong puso. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lahat po nang nagtaas ng kamay, pwede po ba kayong tumayo nang ganun sa gayo, masamahan ko po kayo sa panalangin ito. Sige po, po kayo maya. You are making the greatest decision of your life today. Walakpan po natin ang Panginoon. Come on, tayo po kayo. Manatili tayong yumuko. Lahat po ng mga tumayo, taas lang po ninyo ang inyong kanang kamay sa Panginoon, simbolo ng inyong pagsuko. At sumabay kayo sa panalangin ito at sabihin ninyo, Panginoong Jesus, patawarin mo ako sa aking mga kasalanan Inaaming ko, nagkasala ako sa iyo. Subalit marami pong salamat, ikaw ay mapagpatawad na Diyos. Salamat sa pag-ibig mo. Linisin mo kami ng iyong banal na dugo. Panginoong Yesus, ang buhay kong ito ay iniaalay ko na sa iyo. Ikaw ang aking Panginoon at sariling tagapagligtas sa aking puso, ikaw ay aking tinatanggap. Salamat sa iyong kamatayan at pagkabuhay na muli, ako ay may buhay na walang hanggan. Salamat po, Panginoon. Nanyahan ko po kayo lahat po ng mga tumayo. Lapit lang po kayo dito sa harapan. It is our joy to pray for you today so that Christ would secure the salvation that you receive from the Lord and that deceptions would not be upon you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just lift our hands? Can we just stretch our hands towards His people? Lord, it is a joy to your heart to see souls being saved. Nasa harapan namin, Panginoon, ngayon ang mga kaluluwang buong tapang na tumanggap sa iyo at lumapit dito sa harapan upang ipahayag ang kanilang pananamparataya kay Kristo at sa ginawa ng Panginoon sa krus. Kinadalangin ko sa bawat kaluluwang naririto, pagpalain mo sila. Hawakan mo ang kanilang buhay, Panginoon, at selyuhan mo ang kanilang kaligtasan. Cover them tightly with the blood of Jesus and we declare that no one can snatch them out of the hand of God. Haya mong lalo pa silang mauhaw sa iyong mga salita at mauhaw na lumago. Salamat po, Panginoon. Ito ang iniaandog namin sa iyo, mga kaluluwang ito na tumanggap sa iyo ng kaligtasan simula sa araw na ito. And I declare that they really belong to the kingdom of God because they put their faith on the Lord Jesus Christ and on His finished work. Salamat po, Panginoon. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray ang bawat isa sa amin ay mas lalo magigting ang aming commitment sa iyo, Panginoon. Hawakan mo ang bawat isa Anuman ang kanilang kahinaan, anuman ang kanilang struggles, anuman ang kanilang problema, huwag maging, maging hadlang ang mga bagay na para hindi kami magpatuloy sa pananampalataya. Mas lalo mong buhayin sa aming puso at kaisipan ang katotohanan na muli ikaw ay babalik, Panginoon, and you are going to transform everything into new. Salamat po, Panginoon. Tulungan mo kami na hindi lamang manampalataya sa iyo, kundi maglingkod sa iyo, at saan mang kami naroon sa lipunang ito, kami ay maging pagpapala at kami maging liwanag ng sanlibutan. Salamat po, Panginoon. We just honor you. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.